Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry, and as you heard, uh, I'm broadcasting from home today, and I will be for the foreseeable future. We, on these airwaves, have been repeating over and over the advice that we uh, wash our hands, that we uh, practice good social distancing, and that's what we're doing here today on this program. The whole station has undertaken a uh, uh, fascinating uh, operation of separating the teams that bring you the information here on these airwaves and why. Well, if we keep ourselves separate from one another in the event that the newsroom, someone comes into the newsroom with this coronavirus, the guidance would be that everyone in that newsroom at that time uh, would be in a, a state of uh, quarantine for some 14, 15 days. And if we stay separated, that ensures that we'll be able to continue these conversations relatively uninterrupted. And so I'd ask for your patience as we work through all the technical hurdles that uh, we need to clear to bring you this broadcast as I sit here. As I sit here in the guest room uh, of my uh, humble little apartment uh, speaking to you, it's kind of a fascinating thing. I'll beg your forgiveness as well. If you hear a baby crying in the background, uh, that's beautiful little Piper. If you hear a cat meowing in the background, uh, that's uh, little little Rachel the cat. Uh, And so that is the state of things right now. Yesterday. We learned that Salt Lake County had shut down the dine-in options at restaurants and bars throughout the county. Uh, other places uh, have not yet done that. Summit County, yes. Uh, you, you can't be eating in the dining rooms there uh, or patronizing the bars. Down in Utah County, where there is not yet a, a positive test for the coronavirus, and I, I lament having to use the word yet because uh, I think what we are facing is an inevitability. We, we, we will, as the weeks and days uh, go by, find that there are more and more positive cases and it may just be a matter of time Uh, but that don't be discouraged that's simply a reality and we are positioning ourselves to combat that reality one of the ways uh, that is taking place in Salt Lake County at least uh, is this uh, announcement of yesterday that the dine-in options at restaurants and bars will be shut down this health order uh, issued by county uh, officials declared a public health emergency uh, that came uh, yesterday, again, Gary Herbert and Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall making the announcement, letting local business leaders uh, know uh, the new way that we will be combating this. Now, I got curious. What are the real impacts uh, of such an announcement? I mean, there are very practical impacts that you can certainly guess, and you, know, you won't be able to eat in uh, the dining room. But how about the business owners that own and operate these restaurants, and how about the employees that depend on the wages collected there to uh, make rent and keep the lights on and keep food on their own shelves. Well, uh, this morning, 
on uh, Dave and Debbie's program. They spoke to uh, Melva Sign with the Utah Restaurants uh, Association. Uh, Melva is someone, if I'm honest, I remember years and years ago when I worked with Doug Wright when we would have questions uh, about issues facing the restaurant industry. Uh, I would always reach out to Melva, and she was wonderful. And she was the first person that ever uh, corrected me when I used the, the phrase fast food. And she said, no, 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 Lee, no, not fast food. It's good food served quickly. Uh, rapid dining experience, uh, as she put it. So, uh, Melva, this morning, I was I was so happy to hear from her again on Dave and Debbie's program, and she answered uh, a lot of the great questions that many of us have. Uh, specifically, our uh, restaurants, in general, in Salt Lake and Summit counties, are they still in operation? Yes, and we don't know what's on the horizon because this is quickly changing. It's changing every day. It's changing from hour to hour almost, and. Um, the thing we've got to be careful of uh, is not to tell people that restaurants are closed because restaurants can still take delivery services. They can do pickup. They can um, they can do use drive through windows. So you can still have a dining experience um, and you can do it in your home because, like, nobody loves doing the dishes. And you got your kids <laughs> and got everything you're taking care of. Well, you deserve a break today, Was as they used to say. Well, have your break and order in a great meal from your local restaurant. Buy a gift card. I mean, help out the, the restaurant industry. We've been good community uh, partners for all these years, employing hundreds of thousands of people throughout our state. Economically, we're a $5.5 billion industry for the state. So uh, it's time now that we look and say, how can we help? How can we save our restaurants? Now, if you think about your favorite restaurant, or if you think back to your childhood, where was the place that uh, mom or dad took you on the weekends when uh, you'd behaved well? Uh, it quite often, in all likelihood, was one of these mom and pop operations. And the oh, business absolutely. model of I mean, a mom no and question. pop little diner uh, is one with very narrow margins. And it is one where if uh, a disturbance were felt, it could very well upend things. And that uh, topic came up as Dave and Debbie this morning spoke with uh, Melva Sign with the Restaurants Association. The question asked, can the situation we're living in now be devastating to the local mom-and-pop shops? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no question that this is going to have an impact, right? And it's how can we lessen the impact? How can we help these people? So we're asking and we're working with the the governor's office. We're working with our national representatives in Congress. We're working with health officials throughout our state, uh, whatnot, to try and see what can we actually do to help these people because there have to be concessions. Yes, restaurants want, I mean, our employees are our family. They're not just employees. We This works together because everybody's a team and they're all families and we care about this industry. And so, they are first and foremost taking care of their employees to the extent that they can. Now, that does, if you don't have money coming in, you obviously can't pay employees. But we've asked for unemployment security uh, or unemployment benefits to be paid immediately, waive all the waiting periods of times. We're even saying, look, this is a health crisis. And so maybe you need to look at workers' compensation insurance funds and what kind of payments could be made out of there. So there's all kinds of suggestions and ideas for what kinds of assistance we can give to our employees, but even to the owners of the restaurants. I mean, they still have to make rent payments and and pay taxes and do all these things. So So we're looking and saying, what can we get away with them not doing that will help them preserve 
and stay alive. Now, as we talk about the impact that this coronavirus is having on the impact or on the economy, we often, and I came to realize this just yesterday, if I'm honest, that there are really two sides of it. There is supply and demand. And supply uh, is the tough one to uh, to impact. Demand is all right. And in fact, the stimulus package that we saw yesterday proposed by Senator Mitt Romney of $1,000 uh, being paid out to every American, that addresses the supply side. If uh, those of us who are consumers, if we have a little more incentive to buy things, then uh, demand goes up. Now, the more difficult one, the more difficult side of the equation to impact is the supply side, uh, because right now, at least uh, parts which are typically destined uh, for factories uh, here in the United States, which come from China, uh, those factories are shut down, and it's tough to get our hands on supply. Well, how does that apply to restaurants? The question was posed to Mel Vassine this morning. Are the supply chains uh, for restaurants fully stocked and able to get food? Yes. So our distribution sources for that, and because we have seen a, a downturn in business, right, over the, these last few weeks and the announcements and things that have been coming out, and the number one interest for restaurants is to keep the public safe, but they have a good, strong, viable source of products that are available. So it, so the food in the restaurants, there's no question that, that, that we sanitize, and we've always been under strict controls as far as uh, food preparation and those kinds of things. Restaurants are now being told to temp their employees. If someone has a, a temperature, a high temperature, a temperature over what's normal, then don't use them. We're even saying temp delivery servers so that if someone is delivering, you can have every confidence and assurance that the food you're going to be delivered is safe. So that is a look at how restaurants are responding and what uh, resources are available to you as a consumer of food uh, at these restaurants. I'd encourage you to go patronize these and take advantage of the pickup services and the drop-off services, uh, respecting, of course, at all times these social distancing rules and all of these hygiene and sanitation rules as we combat the coronavirus. Uh, but that is the state of affairs uh, for restaurants right now. So far this morning, we have covered politics and government and Congress and legislation coming through. Uh, we've also covered education education and some of the resources available to students, uh, parents, and the teachers as well. Next up, we're going to take a break and look at entertainment. Steve Sales from KSL's The Movie Show will join us and share with us how movie theaters in Hollywood are feeling the impact of the coronavirus. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.